Thanks for joining the Self-Care Doc Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Joshua Brown. With us today is Dr. Janice and Colin. Thank you for joining us. Today we are talking about, our title for today rather, is Cupid is Stupid. Yes, he is. Of course, with Valentine's Day coming up, we're going to explore the idea of Valentine's Day with a little bit of history, but we're also going to talk about some different alternatives and ways that we can actually learn to love ourselves more fully, kind of staying with the whole self-care doc mindset. Um, just want to make sure that we are discovering what love actually means. So with us today is, of course, Dr. Janice, who's a Got a doctorate in psychology and a nurse pra- psychiatric nurse practitioner, and Colin, who's just overall awesome. With just a, a dude. Just a, just a dude. Just a dude. As he's wearing his sunglasses in here today, because why? Because I got them Gucci glasses, you know? Oh, my gosh. Come did on. Did you go to the outlet mall again? I did. Actually, <laughs> that is exactly where I got them. <laughs> That's fantastic. Right? Oh I was practicing so. self-care. Oh my! See, we can't even argue that point now, right? Oh, yeah. but the shut is them down. How much? Because you have to watch the pocketbook. It's not self care if, when the bill comes, you have a hairball. We can finance things. <laughs> no, I'm all just right. kidding. Okay. Wow. All right. So as we're jumping in today, and I, we bring up the concept of uh, Cupid is stupid. Where, from our perspective, let's just kind of discuss a little bit uh, this whole concept of Valentine's Day, and why this is the topic that we're starting off this whole series with. I think with Valentine's Day, the thing that I look at is it's obviously it has gotten grossly, grossly um, hyped up, commercialized, a lot, a lot of businesses make an enormous amount of money. The way I have shifted it for myself, for my kids, is celebrating love. And I believe with the way our world is, any chance we have an opportunity to celebrate love that is fantastic. And there are many, many ways to do that. And it doesn't need to be with flowers, dinner. Because I can buy myself flowers. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Miley. You're welcome. Better than Taylor. Hey, just don't <laughs> hate on anybody. Hey, that haters going to hate, 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 you hate, know, hate. Oh, Come tra- on. No, hey. <laughs> no. I mean, you know what? Hey, this uh, is about love, and you just gave a hate <laughs> statement, so you're out. But <laughs> what I'm doing by doing that, see, it's a kind of a paradoxical kind of intent, because by me showing hate there... All the Taylor love is going to come out, and I'll get lots of hate mail. Right? About, no, show the love. All right. So you're the you're the Mars here. When we talk about uh, Valentine's Day, you've got Venus with love, Mars with wars. So you're the, you're the Mars. I'm the Venus. Well, yeah. But you know what? Out of this will come the Cupid. Since Mars and Venus were the, the the parents of Cupid, now we get the idea of Cupid. So Mars and Venus did the boinky boink, and they came out with Cupid. Is that the deal? That's, that's, that's what history shows us. Okay. Uh, there's lots of different accounts of where, where Cupid came from. And then Hallmark stepped in, <laughs> and put it on a card, and charged you $8 for it. Only during certain times of the year, though. Right. The rest of the time, it's like two or three bucks, right? Yeah. So we can only show our love on February 14th. Is that the deal? That's 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 what we're, uh, we're that's the Kool-Aid we're told to drink. Yeah, and that is like 50 shades of wrong. <laughs> I was a little afraid of where you were going with that, Janice. Hey, that could I be part of Valentine's good. Day. Yes, yes. 
Absolutely. You know, hey, but that's got to be consensual. Thank you. Very nicely said. And birth control. Thank you. (laughs) And birth control does not mean cancer or cancer. Hello. That... (laughs) does that mean pregnancy? We're just following you on this train. We're just seeing where the hell we end up today, Janice. No, but sometimes people think birth control is the same thing as sexually transmitted disease prevention. Mm. Yeah. I took it as no, no kids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Colin, what about you? You know, I uh, uh, people say I'm crazy sitting in a room with two psychologists and I'm starting to believe people. Um, But no, let's let's really take this back and let's talk about it. Right. So we have this society that says February 14th is the day. It's the day to show just how much you care and how much you love your partner. Um, and, and a lot of what we look at is how much can you spend. It becomes this huge pressure, uh, not only for men, but I also or women, whatever, but also for people that uh, may be single during this time and like, why, you know, it becomes very awkward for them and they, they want to uh, receive love. I, I heard a story earlier um, about a, a young woman who felt pressure to buy herself flowers and have it sent to her office on Valentine's Day uh, because it was this huge societal pressure. So let's just kind of talk about that. Like, is, you know, what can we do? If you are a huge supporter of Valentine's Day, or if you're not, like, what are some healthy ways that we can celebrate love without sending all the flowers, without sending a uh, a high school quartet to sing to your partner, which hashtag I did one year, and I'm still divorced, so it didn't work. Um, <laughs> Was it to the same person? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, it wasn't just somebody else, and that's why I'm divorced. But, okay. but you know, we, we succumb to these societal pressures. Um, I, I guess maybe even rewinding, why, why do we think that is? Why has this become such a, um, such a marketed holiday, and, and why does that pressure exist there for people to either be in a relationship or... Uh, do these crazy things on February 14th. Well, I think I think there's a lot to be unpacked in that. Part of it is those that aren't in relationships, the way it's been, and I, luckily I think it is changing, um, it's almost a holiday or a day that they feel shamed. And so they're almost kind of obligated to do something for it, uh, like sending themselves flowers or something so that they don't feel like they're kind of being othered. Mm-hmm. And I think the marketing of what some of these different uh, corporations have done. They've done a spectacular job. Absolutely. But even when you look back, um, I think it was back to the 8th century, um, that's when they started celebrating uh, kind of a celebration or a feast of St. Valentine. That's why they did it on February 14th. And so we've taken that and we've even looked at what is the idea of, and this is getting to your question here kind of in an indirect way, Colin, is I think we need to understand first what is love. Before we can really unpack, you know, the kind of the why of. And so when we talk about that, and I think we've mentioned this on a podcast or somewhere before, you know, in our society, we kind of have this one kind of concept of this is what love is. It's very influenced by Jerry Maguire and The Notebook, which is a fantastic movie, by the way. Yeah, Uh, don't shame that. Yeah, not not at all. Then I'll definitely get hate mail. Uh, (laughs) But we look at that and we kind of simplify, oh, this is love. But people don't really have a concept or an understanding of what love truly is. Where in Greek kind of uh, culture, 
uh, and understanding, they have about five to six different levels or layers of love. And so to be able to understand and unpack some of those, kind of the agape love, which is very much the, the selfless love, the, the deep affection for another person. Mm-hmm. We've got the uh, uh, kind of the, uh, and I'll probably screw up all these names, but the philia, which is kind of the deep and loyal friendship that we have. Um, the eros love, which is I think what, what Valentine's Day really is kind of going after, is kind of the romantic and passionate love. And there's, of course, a couple more. But I think what's important about it is we've shifted from this idea of this agape, selfless love, selfless love, and we've made it this eros, kind of romantic, passionate, almost selfish love. And so I would ask, why why do you think that's shifted? Or would you even agree with that? Do well, you feel I, that we've shifted that way instead? I think it's absolutely shifted. But But the other thing is, is like, why have we made it? And I'm going to answer your question with a question because I can Which is good because I answered your question with a question. So we'll just keep yeah, going we'll down this rabbit hole. we'll just keep going, hole. right? Yeah. Um, is, so I understand this idea of this Eros love and celebrating that romance and all of that. But then you add the next level of it is like, we're looking at creating this expectation um, that ultimately, I, you know, I would love to hear the people that say, uh, you know, I tried so hard on Valentine's Day and I epically failed. Mm-hmm. And I think it's this idea is we, we create a false reality of even what Eros love is, right? And, and maybe, and, you know, I'm just a guy. I don't have any letters behind my name. But maybe if we focus on Valentine's Day in loving people where they're at, and loving the relationship where it's at, and working on the relationship where it's at to get it to where we want to go, not trying to skip all of the hard work that is love and relationship for one day a year and say that we're absolutely perfect, but what if we just focused on where we're at in a relationship? I think it would take on a whole new meaning. What Valentine's Day is, is like, if we're going to use this day to celebrate our love, then what can we do in the moment now that fits where we are at in our relationship? Yeah, and, and what I hear there, really, a big part of what I hear there is uh, really understanding the kind of the, the the concept of acceptance, you know, acceptance of who they are, and really offering who we are. And if they don't accept us, it's being okay with that, you know. So often, I think. We get into relationships and we say, okay, well, here's person A and person B. And this is romantic, platonic. It doesn't make a difference. But we get into these relationships and we have person A and there's person B. And person A notices something's off with person B. So they swoop in and they try to do something nice to help them out. And then person B says, oh, wait a minute. Person A is acting funny. So then they change and they, they try to do something to help their partner out. And we keep doing this thing to try to help and fix each other. But we're doing it in love. But in time, we start to look at each other and say, who the hell are you? I don't even recognize you anymore. You're not the person I fell in love with because we gave up our own identity. And I think that's a big part of it is we need to really focus on our own identity. And when we understand ourselves so well, that's one of the greatest blessings you can give to a partner is saying, this is the best version of me and I'm blessing you by giving you this as a partner. And I think that is where that love has to start is that self-love. And that self-understanding, and more, just as importantly, is that self-acceptance, what I think so many people struggle with. And we talked about it on the last show, and I, maybe I'll direct this to you, Dr. Janice, is we, we talked about this idea of developing a language of us, right? And so I, I think one of the things that we should probably focus on, maybe in this month of February, as individuals, 
Um, and I think there's some value in this. And then I'm going to throw it to the two of you. But first, Dr. Janice, um, we had a discussion prior to the show on the five love languages and like understanding how it is um, that we receive love and how it is that we show love. So um, I'm going to maybe just throw out a, a suggestion is like use February to figure out how you show love and how you receive love. I, I, I wonder your perspective on that, Dr. Janice. I think that's fantastic. And uh, Dr. Brown and I had a bit of a sparring match, disagreement a bit here with Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. That truly was a book when it came out years ago. Uh, it was a self-help book. I saw that resource shift so many relationships because we truly have that tendency to do for other people what we want and need for ourselves. You know, we do tend to do things from that egocentric perspective as far as, gosh, you know, I love potato chips, so everyone's got to love potato chips, so I'm going to give you a great bag of potato chips. What Dr. Chapman did is he really looked at five love languages, and they are acts of service, doing things for other people, touch, and that doesn't necessarily mean sex. It is touch like this big umbrella, holding hands, you know, a pat on the back, a massage, that kind of thing. Um, quality time, spending time with the individual. Um, words of affirmation, you did a great job. And gifts. And that's where when we talk about Valentine's Day, there's been a huge shift to gifts, gifts, gifts. And if that's not someone's love language, that's where it can get off the off the rails. Hold the bit. phone. So you're saying that there are people out there, right? <laughs> nice, nice Wait setup. a second, right? That it doesn't have to be gifts and it doesn't have to be expensive and you can still have a successful Valentine's Day without doing Whoa. the $150 dinner and the flowers and all of that? 1,000%. 1,000%. The whole thing is, what is your intention? If you're my Valentine, Dr. Brown... What is my intention for you? What do you like? You know, you might love sugar babies. That's your favorite candy. So you know what? Maybe I put a basket together, and you love sugar babies, and you love Takis. And you if know, you really cared about me, you'd know it was peanut M&Ms, but, you know, whatever. Sorry. You'd watch but, a TikTok live. You'd see that's that. That's right. Now you're definitely not no, going to be my like Valentine. No, you like jelly beans. I, I do jelly like beans. jelly beans. Yeah. <laughs> they got to be the right ones, though. All right. All yeah. right. But the whole point is, you know, what is your intention? And know your audience. In other words, know the person yeah. and get more personalized with it. You know, I mean, just about anybody can go and, you know, buy me a bunch of flowers. And flowers are lovely. I mean, they're not my thing, but that is more generalized. If you can take it down to the micro, what do they really like? If you get your favorite movie or something that is so. I'm sorry. Much did you say get your favorite movie or make a movie? I was just just be you clear. You are vile. No, I'm just. I was just my my. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, have my yeah. hearing aids, and so you could do both. Right. <laughs> we don't have to get into it. Depends but if that's your thing, yeah. I guess. Oh. And and to address uh, uh, Dr. Brown's kind of abrupt interruption there, <laughs> um, I think what we start with though is, you know, you said know your partner. But in order to, to know your partner, I think we do a poor job in relationships, at least in our society, in, um, in expressing how it is that we feel love. And I think it starts there. It's like know yourself first 
And then don't be afraid to tell your partner what it is that makes you feel loved. Don't expect them to um, to just know it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think so. It could be make a movie. It could be anything. But you have to be willing to have that conversation. Yeah, I think it's a great point. I mean, it's about the communication. And I think so often what we've done, and I, I absolutely don't, you don't need to send me hate mail on this. Um, I do agree with the concept of Dr. Chapman's work. I mean, I think it's uh, what he posited makes a lot of sense. It's, it creates these kind of structures and these kind of categories that help people to uh, understand better than uh, not having something like that. I think he does a really great job of it. Now, there's maybe the struggle, and I'll kind of tie into this, is I think in order to understand our love language, we have to get that time to understand how to more fully appreciate ourselves without just trying to get our value from if I show love to my partner or to this other person, then they'll value me and then I can take time for me. No, what you're doing is you're creating a false sense of your identity to them. So they're learning to love or care for a, a, a character. And so then when your true quote unquote colors come out, they're like, whoa, what the hell was this? This is not what you showed me. And we talked about this, I think, on a video. And I got some hate from that video when I said uh, something to the effect of why, why go out on a date with somebody when you first meet them and just show them the, the, the whole jazz, the, the whole nine yards and just uh, do all these amazing, wonderful things and the special dinner and the, take them in a helicopter, all this silly stuff. Why would you do that on somebody you don't even know if you're going to like? You're trying to show them some false bravado, some false version of you that's not sustainable. Are but you instead, re referencing Christian Gray helicopter? Uh, oh, that's the Fifty Shades guy? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was not. Okay, thank well, you, for you were that. talking about a helicopter. Well, I was sorry. just trying to make something up. Okay, something in my thought head. us interrupt us. I'm sorry. Go wow. ahead. Thought us interrupt us um, as we're talking about Greek and Latin. Um, <laughs> So I know it's more the idea. Why wouldn't we just show them who we are? And I'm not saying just like take them to McDonald's or something, but do something that's more realistic of what a life together would look like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And uh, by doing that, you do that. And then once you start to really get into each other, and really dig it, you're like, you know what? Now let's do something special because now I can hone in on this is enjoyable for both of us. And right. I get clients asking me all the time, Janice, and I'm guessing you're the same way, where they'll say, I don't know where to date. Mm -hmm. And Here's the great thing, not on the internet. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that rarely goes well, right? Mm -hmm. Crash and burn. Yeah, right. And it's this idea that we show this false version of ourselves. We show these the, the best picture we can find. Some people don't. I don't know what oh, the hell they're posting. Uh, but some people, they'll post these pictures. They've selected this exact picture. They've created this bio, this, this, this profile, and they've, they've gone over it several times and they've checked all the wording. Maybe they'll have a friend kind of edit it with them and then they'll put that out there and it's like, that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to have that, that uh, in-person interaction or ver verbally, excuse me, mm -hmm. um, I think is so important. And so when somebody asks me that, one of the things I'll say to them is, when you look down the road and you're looking for a partnership, what kinds of activities would you guys like to do together? And they'll say, oh, uh, you know, go rock climbing, not in Nebraska, but... Uh, maybe uh, go to live music. And I said, then good, start going there. Because if you are looking for somebody that would enjoy that, why not start looking there? Because that person already has that interest too. Oh, that is fantastic advice. Oh, good, like, finally something. Here, let's write wow. that down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but seriously, I mean, for me, I've never even thought of that. Like, duh, right? Go to the place that you like, and maybe you'll find somebody who has common interests. Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty profound. Yeah. So... 
Um, I, I do want to just go ahead and wrap up there. Yeah, I mean, and, and ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Uh, but I also want to go back because you talked about online dating, all of that. Um, I'm going to ruffle some feathers. You talk about we're not uh, who we say we are. We're we're putting out our best image, ladies. If you're using a filter in online dating, that is not who you are. Are you going to go to push up bras now too? You just I, get all the hate mail. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, it, the hate mail doesn't come to me, so I can say. What about guys that color their hair? Uh, absolutely. Right. See, I'm salt and pepper. I'm all, all natural. But yes, if you're doing something to alter your image, and maybe it's not just ladies, and Colin's going to get pushback for that, but um, I haven't seen a lot of guys with like filters with butterflies in the corner of their <laughs> eyes. So uh, maybe they're out there. I don't know. Okay, but, send, send us a message if you want to see pictures of Colin with butterflies in his <laughs> eyes. Uh, <laughs> if we get to 1,000, I will do it. There you <laughs> go. Hey. Well, but it, I, 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 I agree with you, and mm -hmm. I think if somebody is putting on a quote-unquote kind of putting on the face, if it helps them to feel more confident, I don't think that's, a, that's, a, that's an issue. And I think that in time, people are going to see what they're going to see. I mean, if they're going on, they're putting, you know, layers and layers of makeup and kind of painting the barn every morning. I think that's one thing. But you're going to find that out eventually. And what, Janice, you didn't like painting that Painting the barn? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I thought that was fun. Oh, okay. Well, yes. <laughs> and so, so I think there is, it's, it's much like how we adorn ourselves, how we dress. You know, we dress for a certain way. Yes. And so I think with makeup and the filters and things like that, I think there is some value to that. It's when that's all you are. Yeah. Yeah, you're only this character. Absolutely. When, when Dr. Janice, can you yes. correct the misogyny in the room that's going on? Because I can I can look at you and I can hear you. And like me, I know that I'm playing part of it. Um, I thought my answer was pretty out. balanced. Yours is, but I'm asking her to correct me and I'm throwing well, you into this. Well, so you said I misogyny in the room and that's, well, you're on that side of the table. <laughs> yes, so. yes. Well, you said painting the barn. Yeah. I didn't say male or female. All right. All right. Time out, you guys. <laughs> First of all, you know, to it's, your it's interesting when you really look at the generalization of what gets put out there for pictures, because many times, as you said, you'll see a lot of filters, all kinds of different things, makeup, many different things that women will do. Then you see men sending pictures with their shirt off, their boobies hanging, gross things that we do not want to see, period. I mean, that's not okay. And if we, you know, we get to know them, yes, then we're going to see things physically and the like. However, you know, let's get in the middle and be real because as we age, things do sag. And as you said, we are going to see things and, you know, with without makeup and maybe without the shirt on or something like that, but that's down the road. And when we're meeting someone, we want to put our best foot forward. And there is a big difference between putting your best foot forward and, you know, painting the barn. Is that what you said? I mean, that's the one that you heard. So, yeah, let's go with that. Yes. Sounds good. Yeah. So there's a difference between, um, you know, putting your best foot forward and, you know, going all the way in a different direction with doing so much Photoshopping that, you know, you look like Tom Hanks when... You don't, huh. Dr. Brown. I, I, if I look like Tom, Tom Hanks, I would not be a happy gentleman. Well, <laughs> Matt so Damon, what, what's I mean, super cool interesting that. about that, right, that, that just stu stood out to me as I was very quickly able to point out the things 
that I didn't like to see, that I felt were fake or whatever. But then Dr. Janice was very quickly able to point out the things that from a female perspective that men do that are not genuine. And so I think maybe the common theme here is, is like, just, just be you, right? And, and that is really interesting because that is our mantra here at Self Care Doc is be you for a change. Yes. And so I, what I would like to do is focus on maybe the next portion or, or little bit of this conversation is in the idea of Valentine's Day in February, the month of love, um, how can we, pr- you know, pragmatically as an individual use this month to focus on identifying who we are, what's important to us, um, and, and really start to apply this idea of self-love moving into Valentine's Day, um, regardless of whether you're in a relationship or not. Fantastic. Colin, uh, that's a great, great way to kind of wrap up, wrap up this first episode. Make sure to uh, like, share, and follow, and check us out tomorrow. Uh, each day this week, we'll be coming through with another part of this series. So we will talk to you tomorrow.